Welcome back. Second hour of the Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. Thanks for tuning in. Hope your Saturday's off to a great start. It is that time in the show where we open the phone lines and welcome you to give us a call. Let's talk shop. 651-641-1071. I need to crowdsource something. Okay. So I do too. You do? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Well, um, because, I, you know, things change and I'm just trying to, to make sure that I'm not forgetting anybody. And so I'm curious if anyone has had good experiences lately. One of our listeners wants to know with um, a, a custom clothier, or someone who could make you something from scratch in the Twin Cities. We had last week um, responded to a question about, you know, really great tailors. Right. But um, this email came in and she said, no, really, I want to be able to make a Oh, yeah. So who have you gone to lately, ladies and gentlemen? We want to know. You can you can email us um, at mytalk1071.com. Click on the Shop Girls page, go through the app or give us a call. 651-641-1071. You know, I have um, a cousin. I don't know if she would be listening by any chance. If she was, Polly, you could call in. Polly used to. I don't know if she still does. She used to have so many things made for her um, for special uh, occasions. Mm -hmm. And so she did have somebody that was great. I don't know if she still does. And I will. I mean, uh, look, you know, Joy Noel, Joy Tykin still, you know, I mean, she is. um, She made a dress for me. Yes. um, But, you know, that's more really, you know, high end, very special, special occasion. She does mostly wedding Wedding. and some other special occasion. I mean, I shouldn't say mostly, but a lot of wedding and a lot of other special occasion. But um, as far as others, you know, just to kind of do a a one off, um, I'm I'm trying to, to update our list, which. Um, so if anybody has one that they know, it's always better to get recommendations from someone who's done it recently. Right. So I'm just okay. putting it out there for a little crowdsourcing okay, so as I, we do the roundup. Um, I have a problem. You do. <clears throat> I don't know if I I would like to think that our favorite makeup artist, Fatima Olive, might be listening and she could call and help me. I don't know when this started. I usually wear lipstick that is like the 24 hour kind. You know, it's supposed to really stay on well. Mm-hmm. I find it definitely stays on my upper lip, doesn't stay on my lower lip. And I don't understand, and I don't know if I'm doing something strange. I don't, you know, I know that when one goes to eat, you tend to probably wipe your lower lip more, or you're using that more. <laughs> No, this isn't funny. This is a legitimate problem. Okay, all right. Well, you, we're going to let you um, just, you know, kind of wet your lips for a minute <laughs> while we take a couple of calls. Okay, um, I, but if somebody has an answer to this and knows how to keep your lipstick on your lower lip, I, they can call it out. too. Stick your you lower stick lip yours out. out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Stick it out okay. and, and that should help sure. you. Mm-hmm. Um, Lexi, can we talk to Linda? Yes, you can. Okay. Hi, Linda. How are you? Good, good. Do you have a, you got- a, a custom clothing maker in mind? I do. Um, it's more on the men's side, although I know he has done work on women. He's made clothes for me. Um, it's Marty Mathis Direct. Yes, that's a good one. He's been around. Uh, he, yeah, and my husband is 6'8", and he's made clothes for him, um, including a beautiful canary yellow jacket. 
Lovely. <laughs> but I'm actually, I feel like Marty Mathis is more known for um, custom suits and, and suiting yeah. for men. So he, ha- he what has yeah. he done for you? Is also a suit? Uh, well, he had done jackets. He had done pants, um, shirts. Um, he had sourced sweaters and things for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely he's more on the men's side of it, but he's just such an awesome, awesome person. Yeah. And, uh, I just would love to shout out for him because, um, you know, I just think he's just so talented. And I I don't know how, if he has other options for women or other clothiers for women, but... um, Yeah, worth checking out. He does a great, great job, so I wanted to shout out. That's great to hear. Thanks for the reminder. That's that's a good one. You can find him online. Um, Thanks, Linda. We appreciate it. Um, it's Marty Mathis, M-A-T-H-I-S, clothiers.com. Marty Mathis, clothiers.com. And he's been around a long time. But it is true. It's a funny thing. It's not that, easy to find. Well, I mean, I think for men, there are a lot of sort of, um, you know, kind of hybrid options. I'm thinking of like a Bonobos or, you know, um, there's that other suit shop well, at Mall of America where like you can get things, you know, Jay Hilburn is a great example. Where well, And the King Brothers, they do men's yeah. bespoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. For women, not so easy. At all price points. And, and for women, yeah, it's a little more um, individual and um, yeah, not, not as many. No. Not as many. No. Maybe there's a business idea for someone. Okay, so your lips. I don't yeah, know what to tell to you. Back to my lips. Mom. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, it isn't something that used to happen. Huh. And I can't attribute age to yeah. that. Do I you mean, still I have can... teeth on the bottom? <laughs> Most of my teeth are still there. Okay. Yes. All right. But I, I, I just I find that they're 24-hour lipsticks, and they definitely work and, on the top. And you really believe that the 24-hour lipstick is a 24-hour lipstick? No. Uh-huh. Well, although... I will say I, my niece does use, um, wait, does she use NARS or I can't remember what the other one is that she uses and she does swear by it and and it always looks like her lipstick is on perfectly. Mm-hmm. But I just find that even during the day, the lower lip just seems to um, lose its lipstick mm-hmm. and I just thought maybe I wondered if anyone else has that issue. Or if there's a solution. So I just thought that I'd bring that up. Yeah, I okay. just well, stick out, just pout, pout. Stick out that lip and that'll preserve the lipstick. It's hard to eat that way, though. <laughs> okay, well, it's just a thought. That is, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good one. Here's another one. Okay. How do you pack for a two-week trip in a carry-on that cannot weigh more than 33 pounds you, you think don't it's go doable? on the trip you <laughs> just, just don't go. go on the trip okay yeah all right um that's one option uh, yeah i think i i guess my biggest problem with packing is that obviously shoes take up the most room and weight mm-hmm. in a suitcase and i know you should just you know take maybe one pair of sandals that you can wear day and night and sure. maybe a sneaker. Right. The way to works. do that is to wear a sneaker. So that isn't yeah. like counting as right. right and then have right. a light sandal. But see, I put the clothes out and then I say, oh, but the red shoes would look good with that. Mm, no. and, oh, the, you You'd know. You'd be better off going neutrals. 
You would. Yeah, see, I don't like that either. Well, the New York Times style section was discussing this this week, and um, and they agreed that neutrals are for sure the way to go. Yeah. I thought this was sort of interesting. I've never thought about it this way, but that you should have between 10 and 15 items. Yeah. That's how many items you should think so about counts, packing. That- Clothing garments. That doesn't count underwear and socks. Okay, so I mean, but it's it's that seem it's realistic? dresses and blouses and sweaters. And, well, I, I don't like wearing the same thing over and over. Oh my God. I just don't. Now, I thought um, Joy Behar was talking one day on the View, and she said when she travels, which I I found this very funny. I wouldn't do it. She takes underwear with her like let's say if she's going to be gone for 14 days mm-hmm. she takes 14 pair and she just throws them away she doesn't have to worry she doesn't worry about washing them or keeping wait them. wait 14 pair of, of underwear really? she just throws them out so she doesn't oh, have to I worry would never do that well i mean i have nice underwear i don't Me want to too. do that oh yeah yeah would not but, do that well it's uh, good yeah. to be joy behar i guess, I guess. So. Um, you know, I think it's easier in the summer because shoes are, an, you know, when you're in the winter and it's boots, that takes up a lot more space. But yeah. I think fancy Birkenstocks are a great solution oh, right? because you could get like a dressier metallic pair. You could wear them during the day. You could wear them to the beach. You can wear them to walk. Yeah. And you could also wear them out to dinner with your long flowy skirt like Kelly Ripa. Well, yes, exactly. And you'd look just like her, right? For sure. Um, they, excuse me, they also suggested, because this one person was going on a hiking trip, that they should take two pair of shorts and two pair of pants, maybe in cotton or rough linen that can be wrinkled. And you want to avoid belts if you're wearing a backpack with a waist up because it can chafe. Mm. Did you know that? For all your hiking. I'm sure you're always thinking about well, that. Well, yeah. on all of my hikes, yes, I avoid that. But I do like the idea of thinking of multitaskers like using a, a lightweight linen top that could that you could wear out to dinner. You could put it on with your skirt yeah. or your shorts, but you could also use it as a beach cover-up. Right. So that's one right. item. You have to just One item three ways. That. I have yet to ever travel with just a carry-on. That's all I know. Okay, that's crazy. I know. Um, let's see what Mary Lou has to say. Mary Lou is calling in about trip packing. Mary Lou, are you a great packer? I'm not, but this <laughs> is what I do. <laughs> I I have a, a packing adjacent suggestion. Okay. Um, what I do is if I can't pack much on the plane or whatever, I ship. I ship the other stuff that I want to be there when I get there. Oh, really? Are you going on some like major journeys? Are you in Europe for a month? (laughs) What's happening here? No, not necessarily. It's just that like shoes, Mm -hmm. you know, they do take up so much room. And so if I know that I want to wear X amount of, you know, whatever outfits and I have all the shoes and I have the accessories and everything, I just, I just ship them to the hotel or ship them to my destination um, or my first destination. And then they're there when I get there. Okay. Okay. That's a a way to solve it. You think that's more um, cost effective than bringing another suitcase that you have to pay for on the plane? Not necessarily, but sometimes, depending on what you're doing, you just can't. You can't bring something else. So, but I'll tell you what: at the cost of of suitcases on the plane now, it's about the same. Yeah, probably. And then, yeah, it really is. And then all I have to do is bring my carry-on, and all my stuff is there when I get there. I love it. Good tip. Thanks, Mary Lou. I hope you're going somewhere (laughs) fun. (laughs) We'll be right back with the tech report. That's next on Shop Girls. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. It is time. Glad you're here. 1219 on your Saturday, Central Time. That means it's time for the tech report. The internet is, is a series of tubes. Tubes. Time once again for Harmony's tech report. Okay. What do you got? Let's start first with threads because you know it was growing quickly when it began i think we were on the air like three days after and it had 70 million Mm -hmm. um in five days they reached a hundred million users crazy it is completely crazy i wonder how many people have already stopped using it though i mean you know downloaded it but aren't right this is the whole thing that you know that the whole idea is being able to keep them um but they have obviously crossed a big milestone. Um, one thing, and this might interest some of you, Threads does not allow nudity. So you have to go to well, Blue Sky. Shoot, I know, I know, this could be a deal breaker. Yeah. If you want that, you got to go to Blue Sky. Oh, that's where all the nudity is yeah, happening. That's where the nudity is huh, happening. So, you know, that part is, is good to know. Um, the other thing that I wanted to clear up, because you contradicted me last week, but you were wrong. Um, <laughs> I had said you cannot delete your threads pro, your threads uh, app without deleting Instagram. And in fact, I was correct. Um, it will delete your Instagram account. They are working on that. But right now, if you want to do that, um, you're going to have to delete your entire Instagram. The only thing that you can do, and they are trying to to you know, figure this out so that that isn't a major problem. Um, but the only thing that you can do is you can hide your threads profile mm. content. You can, I mean, you just don't have to go there. I mean, well, I realize right, I, this is what I'm saying. That. You can deactivate your threads account. Mm-hmm. You have to go to your profile tab, tap the two lines, uh, icons for settings. I mean, it's a whole long kind of thing. But if you really are interested in doing that, you can. But, you know, as I say, they are, they are working on that. So the other thing that has become very big um, with AI is dating apps. All these chat, but there's a chat box AI that you can, excuse me, it's called CupidBot um, AI. And so instead of you having to go on Tinder or one of those, they're going to take all the work out of it for what you. What does that mean? They're going to do the work and set you up on what, dates. What, they're going to make you look good in your profile? They're, they're going to come gonna up gi- with hobbies for you? I think you're going to give them information. Give you better bone structure? Maybe. I went on AI. What they do you mean you went on AI? I went on chat. I, I went on chat. What's the one that I went you, on? You went the on open the AI. Site. Yeah, chat dot openai.com, which is where you go to talk to them, to talk to chat. (laughs) You don't know how to use, do you know how to Yeah, are you talking about a specific app? No, you're just just communicating with the... And I decided decided to ask them if they could help me to get dates. Mm -hmm. Oh, to get dates? Yes. I didn't tell them I was married. And did you, I was going to say, did you tell dad? No, this was a secret. Okay. I was going to tell them later. So they told me first that to find a good partner, I had to practice effective communication. 
And once I've started dating someone, I have to focus on developing healthy and open communication. Oh, nice. I should take my time. I shouldn't rush into where a relationship. You, I wonder where they were sourcing that information. I also should seek support from friends and family. Mm. So I then said to them, they, I said, chat GPT. I, yes, said. I said, can you help me? Mm-hmm. And they said, of course, we're here to help you. So I said, I want a guy about 50 years old who looks like George Clooney. And can be funny and well off. Wow. And they said to me. How long did you I, spend on that? Oh, I was there a long You're, time. It's interesting said, that you knew that list. You just rattled that right off. Yeah. I, they said, well, it's natural to have preferences when it comes to the qualities and characteristics uh-huh. of a potential partner. Mm-hmm. But it's important to approach dating with an open mind and realistic expectations. Expand your dating pool. Consider widening your age range to wow. include individuals in their late 40s and <laughs> early 60s. Did, now, interesting. Did the chatbot at any point ask how old you were? No. Didn't think to do that, no. did it? Didn't ask me, didn't care. Uh-huh. Um, now, if I went on one of the actual dating apps, I was afraid to you, do that. I see, I see. You know, there I are mean, limits the, the to the chat, research yes. you'll conduct. But, I mean, this has gotten to be a major thing, mm-hmm. and... For good or evil, I'm but I still not am sure not. Which. I'm still not so clear on how. What is AI doing? Like already, you've got to be worried when you're out there dating online. Like, it are you talking like to a real person? Are you talking to a bot? You know all of the junk that goes with. They're doing it for you. You don't have to start writing out yourself that you know I'm five two and I like this and I want a guy who's this. Well, how are they going to know? Do, I guess you put in some of the information. I didn't want to get on there, oh Allie. I was afraid God. they'd really send me dates and then your father wouldn't be very happy. <laughs> or maybe he would. <laughs> uh, that's as far as I got. All right. So, Thank okay. you for that report. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot more, but you always give me so little time. Why? Well, you uh, still have a minute. No, I don't. It's uh, 1225. Well, now you've The only other thing I was going to say is one of the reasons the actors are on strike and legitimately so is they are worried that AI is going to really Mm -hmm. make a difference in their life. It can generate scripts and the technology could maybe likenesses. Maybe George Clooney will have time to get together with you now. Or maybe he will. Yeah. Happy endings. Thank goodness. All right. We'll be back with more Shop Girls. Welcome back. You're listening to Shop Girls on My Talk 1071. I'm Allie Kaplan with my mom, Harmony. You know, mom, I've got, you know, some things like, uh, you know, a lamp and, you know, like uh, an old, um, I'm a big popcorn consumer. As you know, know, I've got an air popper. It stopped working. I was very sad. And I'm like, you know, this isn't a really expensive item, but I hate to waste. Sure. Is it fixable? Do Mm. I just throw it out and buy another one? Good question. It is a good question. I think we should ask an actual expert. We need an expert. Expert. Time now for the shop girls to ask. She really knows what she's talking about. She knows everything. Everything. An actual expert. Hear that? We've got an expert here. Oh, do we ever. Emily Barker is the executive director of Reuse Minnesota. Now, if you're not familiar, Reuse Minnesota is an organization here, obviously, in Minnesota, dedicated to helping people waste less, use more repairs, resale, rentals, all those things that help us make better use of items rather than throwing them into landfills. That is a wonderful idea. Thank you for joining us. 
Hi, thank you so much for the invite to be here. Really Absolutely. And, and especially considering you have a clinic going on right now, which is frankly what inspired me. Oh, because literally I saw, right now? Yes. Oh, my yes. goodness. And I couldn't, yeah. get, I couldn't get there, so I thought I'm at least maybe we could. Yeah, I'm sorry, say again where it is? Uh, down in Farmington today. Okay. And can anybody just walk in or do you have to reserve a spot in advance? So for the Dakota County ones, which is the event today, they anybody can walk in, whatever. Uh, there are some, I believe Carver County does have asked people to sign up for theirs, but other most county ones are walk-in as well as the Minnesota Tool Library has them and they are all walk-in. Okay, so if I could get there, me and my popcorn popper are welcome to come to Farmington to see, should I fix it? Should I throw it? How does it usually go at these clinics? What do you? How do you evaluate? Yeah, so you should definitely go to a clinic. Even if you can't make it today, you should definitely find the one that works. And basically how it works is there's a bunch of volunteer fixers and sewists so, folks, there's textile repair also, which is really great. And you bring in your item. You tell them, hey, here's what's going on. A lot of the volunteers are folks who are retired engineers oh. or have a background in, in tinkering and, and just know a lot about electrical stuff. And the, they know circuits and all the stuff that, of course, I learned in college and have promptly forgot. But they're <laughs> great at taking, taking their creative resources and the education they have experience and taking things apart. And one of the great things is they also want you to learn a little bit too. So in the process, they will help you take the screws out and maybe try your hand at doing a little repair yourself. Um, and usually they can figure out they've got the voltmeters. They can figure out what's going on and what needs to be fixed. Really? How many, how many items can a person bring and what kind of things? Yeah, most of the clinics ask that folks bring up to three items at a time. But, of course, you could always come back next month or sure. go to another event. And that's just to kind of help make sure everybody has a chance to get their stuff fixed. Right. The items can really, really vary. The biggest thing is that they it should be something that one person can carry comfortably. They don't want you to bring in, like, your snowblower or <laughs> stuff like that. So it's, I understand. It's, you know, it's... Although we did discuss, maybe sometimes there needs to be an event where it's more for that. But these ones are typically your lamps, your toasters, vacuum cleaners are a very common. In fact, this morning I've already seen three or four vacuum cleaners mm. in the first 20 minutes of the clinic. Uh, lamps are really common. Uh, folks will bring shirts that have a missing button or even something that needs hemming. So maybe oh. isn't a fix, but it's making it usable for you and ensuring that you can use and wear the clothes that you like. Uh, zippers are a really common thing. Somebody just brought in a jacket where the kiddo had pulled off the zipper pull, and all they need is that pull because the zipper's fine, but it's, you know, how that is trying sure. to get a jacket up that has no pull on it. Zippers are the worst. So I got to really- tell I got to tell you, I recently brought in a, a sweatshirt. It's nothing fancy, but I like it a lot. And to replace the zipper was going to be more expensive than the sweatshirt was in the first place. Right. Yeah, and that is one challenge that repair often runs into is that the cost of repair, because because so many things are made pretty inexpensively for a variety of reasons, uh, that repairs can be tricky. So one thing with the Fix-It Clinic is it does make repair accessible in a way that doesn't have a financial burden on folks. And so that is certainly a, a valid reason to want to try to get to a clinic uh, and one thing I'll note is my organization, we actually have a grant from the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency, and we are going to be starting later this summer mending clinics specifically. Oh. So it wouldn't be all the other items, but just 
textile mending in Minneapolis, and those will start being probably in August. I think will be our first one. But I we're really love excited this. to offer those to the community as well. And and this is totally yeah. free. I mean, because I would feel a little guilty, like you know, I mean, like it. it but that's the whole idea. Right, is that you make it accessible without that barrier of of uh, the cost. And, of course, we encourage people to support their local repair folks if they have that ability. But at the same mm. time, the great thing about a clinic is that you can learn the skills, too. And that's what we really are dedicated to is helping communities learn these skills of repair and really embed that as a, as a social idea, like, ideal thing. Um, and so, yeah, definitely uh, hit one up. It's the free piece. The counties help provide the cost, like the some of the supplies expenses and, you know, buying the switches or cord, electrical cord ends, things like that, sockets for the lamps. And so the county helps with that. So you do pay for it through kind of things that, you know, as you pay for county staff, but at the same time, it makes it so you're not having to pay for that direct repair. Let me ask you something, Emily. We're talking to Emily Barker. She's the executive director of Reuse Minnesota. They've got a fix-it clinic going on right now. And if you go to their website, which is reusemn.org, you can see the schedule of upcoming clinics as well as their fall conference, which we'll ask you about. But I'm curious, Emily, what would you say is the success rate you know, I mean, how often does someone come in with something and you're like, sorry, no, we cannot. This is not fixable. Yeah. So the way we each county. So I should mention that Anoka, Carver, Hennepin, Dakota, and then Ramsey all have them. So five of the metro counties and they each do them a little bit differently, but they do all track the data. And I've seen because we help with the Dakota County ones, I've seen that data. And on average, the fix rate is around 85% of the items that come in. Wow. Now, part of that might be, yeah, it's pretty high. And part of that might be that, say it's a vacuum cleaner where a belt has broken. We're not going to have that belt on hand, but we can say, we can help you look online and say, here's the part you need to order. Here's exactly what you need to do to fix it. Or order the part and come back next time and oh, we will help you fix it. Sure. So we, we count those as part of the fix. But on site even, it's still really high. I would say probably around 70% most of the time. Um, you know, sometimes things that are hard to fix are like smartphones where, unfortunately, um, a lot sometimes the tools aren't available, although a little, a little thing we helped push for right to repair legislation in Minnesota that will make that easier. So ah. that's going into effect a year from now. Uh, so that's a fun thing. But sometimes some of those electronics where they've got the specialty tools or stuff, that can be harder. But those regular household appliances, it's a pretty high, pretty high fixed rate. That's impressive. And then the, the other 30 percent, what do you do? Say do, do you recycle <laughs> them? Yeah, so a lot of items can be accepted by the counties. I know in Dakota they have the recycle zone where they can take certain things, especially stuff that might have a circuit board. We really want to get those things, keep them out of the trash. Certain things, unfortunately, like a vacuum cleaner, if it's a plastic one where there isn't any circuitry, unfortunately, that would that would be a trash. No, they can cut off the cord. One of the kind of cool things is they do try to salvage stuff from things that can't be fixed. So a vacuum mm. cleaner that comes in and say say the hose is damaged, but the cord is totally fine, they might cut the cord off and keep that for a potential repair. Somebody else just walked in with a cord that was shorting on their vacuum. So they might be able to, you know, kind of Frankenstein that, if you will, and use it. So they do try to part it out. The cord can be recycled, if nothing else. But unfortunately, there's some amount of trash, but a some things can be recycled through like electronics recycling. How how do people really I mean I had never heard about this until now. 
How do people find out about this? It's such a wonderful service. They listen to Shop Girls. Well, of course, yeah. but you know, but they've got to find. I mean, we can't be the only outlet, right? So that's part of what my organization does. We are always amplifying the clinics. We, like I said, we have them on our calendar, which is on the events page of our website that you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. We actually, August 31st, we'll have some folks at the state fair in the eco building talking oh. about fix-it clinics for the afternoon. So they'll be chatting about that. We were at the home show in Minneapolis talking about fix-it clinics. And we try to tell people about it whenever we can. The counties all do a really great job of promoting it to the residents within their county. And, like I said, you can go to anyone regardless of where you live. That's kind of different than originally it was, you know, if you lived in Hennepin, you went to those. Now they're all very open to having folks go wherever. Cause they know, you know if you can't come to the third Saturday in Dakota, maybe the second Saturday in Hennepin works for you. Right. So, um, But a lot of it is sort of word of mouth, constantly sharing with folks. I know somebody will ask in a community group on Facebook and I'll say, hey, did you know about fix-it clinics? You can take it there. So a lot of it is Word of mouth sure. and the counties um, sharing what they do. It's at their great. Events. And you can also sign up if you're one of those tinkerers and you're taking things apart yeah. just for the fun of it. You could sign up to be a volunteer and help people fix things. I love that idea. Absolutely. And it's a great opportunity to support your community, but also for folks who maybe like, you know, they, they don't have an outlet for those skills anymore. Maybe they worked a job right. for many years that they were able to do that. And now they're like, I really want to do this, but I don't, you know, I don't, I've already done all the projects at home and now I want to, want to help the community. So that's a great thing. Or it's also a great place. I know I went years ago to a Hennepin one where it was a father daughter and they were fixing together. And it was sort of this generational transfer of these skills, which is one of the things I love the most. My son is actually here as a little helper greeter today. He's eight, and, <laughs> um, but really he's learning bring those skills. Exactly. Yeah. That, I love oh, it. This is how you fix those things. Emily, so, yeah. if you can't get to a clinic or you just have something that is beyond repair, but you feel kind of guilty about just throwing it in the trash, is there a way to, to, like you were saying, how you can sometimes use parts or things like that? Is there a place to bring those items in between fix it clinics? Yeah. So if, if it's really, really gone and it's got some recyclable parts, you could take it to your local county. They, all the counties have a facility that manages household hazardous waste and other materials. Most of the county, all the counties, at least that I'm aware of, have like a website where you can look and see, you can plug it in and say, where can I take this? There are, there are, depending on the items, you know, other organizations, like there's an organization called Repowered, which is one of our members. Mm-hmm. They take electronics that have, have worn out. So there are, and they do refurbishment as well as whatever they can, and they recycle the rest. But there are a number of places that take those small household appliances for recycling. Um, we have some of that information on our website, but mostly the counties have some really good resources that can direct okay. people there uh, so so do a little do some due diligence before you before you throw it in the yeah, trash right. can lots of lots of possibilities and the other thing is if folks aren't aware of buy nothing I, I know we don't have time to go into what that is but that's a whole other thing within community and sharing and offer things and i know some folks have offered items that are broken in my buy nothing group and say hey if anyone's got the skills i've got this dehumidifier that won't work but if somebody knows how to fix it it's all yours and there are a lot of people who say Oh, I do know how to fix that. And I would, hmm. I would love to do that. So offering it within your community, even though it might, you don't want to dump trash on folks, but at the same time, there are people out there who are excited to practice fixing and, and maybe they, they would take something hmm. uh, just like that. 
Um, I have to ask you just one more thing. I know we have to go, but I'm really curious. One um, category for, for anyone who is a parent, you know that like most, um, you know, good, the goodwills of the world won't accept a lot of, you know, um, mm. baby carriers and strollers because of their, you know, the standards and things change. But like if you have a perfectly good stroller that still rolls, is there anything you can do with those items? Are you asking for a friend? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I need them out of my garage. <laughs> there you go. Well, I would say buy, join your local buy nothing group, actually, because that is a great way. I know there's strollers and, and baby carriers offered all the time. Also, the city of Bloomington has a baby gear swap coming up on August 20th, I believe it is. You might need to check our website to verify that. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it's August 20th. And that's where actually all the strollers, that they don't want clothes, but everything else, the city of Bloomington is hosting this swap event, which is another thing I'm totally passionate about. If you ever want to talk about swaps, let me know. But <laughs> you got to come uh, back, Emily. Wow. Hosting, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are hosting that event where you can take all that usable baby gear and people can take things. And it's a really, as you know, babies are expensive. And yes. so it's a really great way to help new parents yeah. uh, get started. But yeah, well, that's that's another one. And I yeah. love it because it just kills me to throw away what, what to me is a perfectly good stroller, yeah. but I've tried and I yeah. know that the official shops won't take it. So, yeah. wow, this has been yeah. so informative. Wow, Thank I you so never much. Knew about this. We'll put a link on the website. It's reusemn.org. Emily, I hope it's a great fix-it clinic and please come back again. Thank you. All right. Thanks so we'll so be back to Thank wrap up much. Shop Girls right after this. Welcome back. We are wrapping up Shop Girls. I'm still just like, I am so inspired by our expert this week. I am I am totally going to that baby swap. I mean, I don't want any babies. Really? <laughs> I'm not giving mine up. But <laughs> I, I still have part of the reason, even though my children are taller than me yes. and, you know, drive and have whiskers and all of that, yes. there is still a stroller in my garage. And the I reason is just one. We've gotten rid because others we gave to other people but there's one that for some reason it's still there but it's like we can't bring ourselves to throw it away because it's perfectly good but it doesn't meet today's specifications and so no store no thrift store will accept it i am going to that swap i want to say she is so enthusiastic yeah and i mean i you gotta love to recycle oh my goodness loves the earth yes that's great if only Um, more people did i wonder if she loves barbie doesn't everybody? I don't know, Allie. This could either be the biggest fiasco ever. It's not going to be a fiasco. You don't think so? No, I don't. Because first you, of all, people are, have seen it. No, people no, no. have seen. I understand previews. that. I, I, I'm excited for the movie. Uh-huh. I just don't think all this merchandise is going to sell. Oh, that could be at the that recycle is, store, right? Yes, <laughs> that is the part. Now, Zara is the latest. Yeah. They have released a Barbie collection with Ken. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they've got. All these Barbie and Ken inspired boxers and beauty products and all. They actually showed a dress on uh, Women's Wear Daily that I really did like. It's a it's like a big pink and white check strapless sundress, full mm-hmm. skirt, really cute. But obviously, it's a capsule collection that they have. It it will be out uh, in a couple days. It's going to be in the stores. Um, and they are, you know, obviously they've got, as I say, for both men and women, they're going to actually have a pop-up store in New York City mm-hmm. uh, with Don't you, some there, of the stuff. There was once a Barbie pop-up store at Mall of America years ago. Was there? Yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, I think any 
chance of people wanting to like wear a Barbie shirt ironically, which might have been funny and surprising a couple of years ago. Now it's just going to be too mainstream. And I don't I think there might be a certain customer for some of this stuff. A lot of it. I don't get it. I think there are a ton of people of all ages, myself included, who want to see the movie. Yeah. But I don't need to go buy a bunch of merchandise. I love pink. I mean, I liked pink before Barbie. Yes. You were such you're such a trendsetter trendsetter. with pink. Yes. And I still will be wearing pink. <laughs> yeah. Except now probably people are going to say, oh, because of Barbie. Mm-hmm. But I, just I do think, think people will dress in pink. I do. I think people will dress. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But with all of the tie-ins they have, which are a gazillion, mm-hmm. with every company you can think of, mm-hmm. I just can't imagine most of the products. Yeah. Working out. Well, here's my um, pro tip is if you have any thought right now that you want to go see Barbie at the uh, movie theater this coming weekend, um, right. you know, it opens on Friday the 21st. Right. Uh, you best get that ticket. Yeah. Because I actually looked a couple of days ago and the theater was almost. I mean, well, there's was, more than one theater. I, I'm just saying that. the one I know, that I, I was looking at yes, was more it. than half full a week ago. So but I that do was think for opening night. I mean, yeah. that doesn't mean that. You know, I yes, I think you. I'm just saying. It'll be I popular. think a lot of people are buying. I think for a lot of people who haven't been going to a lot of movies, this is going to bring them right. Back. And what is happening is because the Oppenheimer movie is opening the same Barbie, day. What are they calling it? Barbieheimer. Ba- yeah. Oppenbarbie. And I think that the, you know, <laughs> people the are planning to see both. Like my husband is willing to go with me if mm-hmm. you know. Mm. If you go to Oppenheimer with him, is that the trade? So I think that that is what is happening. There's going to be a lot of both. And, you know. It's like five viewing hours back to back. Can you do it back to back? Oh, I don't or do you know. Need I, a, do. Oh, want no, a meal no, no. I think between? we have to have dinner in between. I see. Okay. Yeah. We got to get to some steals and deals because okay. there's stuff happening. Grethen House 60% off sale is on now. I was kicking myself because I was right around the corner and I didn't have time to go in yesterday. It started Ooh. yesterday. It's going on now. Get there. It's online as well, but but in store at 50th and France is going to be the best place to check that okay. out. Okay. And um, while you're in that neighborhood, Bean and Row is having what is called the big sale. Mm-hmm. And it started Thursday, but it is today until five and Sunday from noon to four. And they've got select clothing and accessories, 60 to 90% off Ooh. gift home and holiday, 70 to 90% off. They have a lower level in their yeah. store and that's where they'll be having that. Oh, I love that. As well as online. You can look on their Instagram posts for <laughs> other information. Tomorrow, July 16th is the final day for Russell and Hazel's warehouse sale. You got to go online. Um, I miss the days of them having a store, but it's still a local brand. Right. And they're doing up to 85% off binders, notebooks, and more. So if you're oh, you stocking up for binders. school, yes, 85% off. Um, this coming Tuesday is also the last for the summer series of markets at Vikings Lakes. So right. go yes. check that out. 4.30 to 8.30 on Tuesday at Viking Lakes. Um, it's their summer series all sorts of makers and here is my real deal of the week beyonce beyonce is going to be in town and she's performing on thursday night i don't know why there isn't more buzz you guys there are 50 dollars tickets available right are now. they really i just checked yes i'll I see you at go. beyonce okay okay well i do <laughs> <laughs> have a great week everybody enjoy the weekend